Welcome back to another episode of Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Be A Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Huser, and I am honored to have here my buds from the Limb Center, uh, Randy West and David Banks. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. Appreciate it, Angie. Yes, thank you. This has been a long time coming. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thanks for your patience with us. Yeah, I know. I I get it. I'm in a house of of men, so I get this. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, so this month, we are talking about um, bouncing back in life. And I thought, what better way? And you guys, you've been on my podcast, but it was my first year of doing it. So now we're into three right. season three. And well, excited to have you back, especially for all my newbie followers that don't know you. These are the guys I always talk about and reference, the Limb Center, my shirt I'm wearing. You can see the half-naked person behind them, the Blue Man Group. And these guys have done so much to help me be, they're an integral part of me bouncing back into my life and getting on the right track because like I communicated to them what I needed and they listened and they're, they take good care. And so you guys have seen me talking about them, um, seen my posts where I usually tag the limb center because you know what, without them, I would not be where I'm at today. wearing a nice, comfortable socket and kicking butt. So thank you guys. Well, yeah, pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. You know, you guys, you're like family. So yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate all that you've done from extra limbs and constructing weird surf limbs and things like that. How about the we paint job? Actually, the paint job. And the paint job. I I still get compliments on this one I wear. Now that it's getting sunny out, I can wear pa- shorts and they can see it again. I mm. love the paint job. Right on. Good old paint job. That's right. So let's get started right away here. I want to talk about David. So David is an above knee amputee. And you guys have heard me talk about him before because when we talked about getting the right prosthetist, because you kind of get married to them, they're kind of a part of your life. They don't just, you, you don't just stop needing them. Um, David, I got his number right off the bat from my doctor because if I had questions or concerns, David's like, you call me because you got four months to stew on this before mm-hmm. the amputation. And if you freak out or, and, and there were some freakouts, um, I'm, I'm there. And so David was great about that. It's always <clears> nice <throat> to have someone that kind of understands what you are going through or what you're going to go through um, because it is a unique situation, but David is an above knee amputee. And I want David to kind of tell you all, I've been dying to have him tell his story because he's obviously bounced back and he is in a different place than he probably ever thought he'd be in many years ago. So David, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about when this, what happened with you, where you're at and how you got to where you are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm just now entering my 24th year as an above me amputee. Um, so I lost my leg in Rocky Point, Mexico, 24 years ago. Um, I was down there um, 
on spring break with family and friends. Um, so I was actually 23 years old at the time as well. So um, young, you know, just full of life, thought I was invincible, um, doing all the things that 23 year olds kind of do when you're on spring break with, with, with all your friends, you know? So, <laughs> so uh, I don't even I, know what that is. Well, yeah, exactly. Cause, cause you're a good girl. So yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I was down there. Um, I had never ridden a, a four wheeler before in my life. Number one. And number two, I decided to do it um, after a few beers. So bad, bad decisions. Okay, I'm just going to be honest and open about everything, right? So, yeah, got so, uh, so I got on this on this motorized vehicle under the influence. Had a very bad accident um, near the reef. I don't know if you're familiar with with the Rocky Point area, but there's a a bar out there, and it's an area where it's all sand dunes, and it's where people go to ride. And I was out there riding. Um, Super, super long stories, a lot of details in there. But in short, I had a nasty accident, rolled the quad. I, I, I actually was doing some jumps out there. I hit a, I hit one jump and apparently there was like a nine or 10 foot drop or something of that nature on the other end of the jump. Um, so wow. I don't know what happened. I just remember just waking up on my back um, in the sand. Bike was over here. I was over here. And I came to, and I was kind of sitting up in the sand and, and I looked down and I didn't look at my legs because I knew that something was like, it didn't feel right. But out of my peripheral vision, I could see that only one pair of toes were sticking up in the sand. Oh. Um, I didn't see my other foot. So I was pretty much twisted over, totally twisted over. Toes were down, heel was up on my right leg. And I remember clearly too, because my cousin walked over and, and I wasn't looking down. I looked at my cousin's face and his look of like horror. He was kind of like, oh my God. And yeah. something was wrong at that point. I was like, oh, okay, this is bad. So anyway, I got um, uh, within 15, 20 minutes, an ambulance showed up on the beach, took me um, to a clinic in Rocky Point, a small clinic. It, I, well, Kind of I don't know if it house. qualify as a clinic. It was kind of a house. Uh, wow. And on a on a table. Um, wasn't even like a cot or like a medical type facility. It was it was I was on his coffee table. And uh, oh instead of doing the proper care and sending me to an um, you know, to an, an actual hospital or or a treatment center, he just cleaned out my limb a little bit, um, stitched me up threw a brace on my limb and, and uh, he just sent me on my way. Um, so I had a compacted artery. The artery was, what's the term? It was um, occluded, occluded artery. No blood, yep. no, no blood flow to my foot. Uh, tibia and fib was totally shattered. Knee was shattered. Um, so from, from the knee to my ankle, my leg was filleted open. Wow. Um, yeah. So, he, so instead of doing any treatment to fix anything, he just closed up my limb, stitched it up and sent me on my way. So I ended up getting to the border after numerous other things, because we could probably have a podcast on this where, where I go through all the details, because there's a lot that happened, but I'm sure. I'll, yeah. I'll just take a detour. So I ended up um, 
getting to the border. Um, it took about four and a half hours or so to get to the border. So I had about four hours of no circulation um, um, yeah, down to my foot. So got to the border. The border was closed. And but the Border Patrol agents saw me in the condition I was in and they called an air back from a good Sam to fly in and pick me up. Um, so flew me into Good Sam Hospital where I spent three weeks fighting for my leg and life. I ended up catching pseudomonas, which, which is a very aggressive infection. I went through uh, 12 surgeries, seven blood transfusions, debridements, um, every so every other day I would have a surgery and they couldn't put me into surgery every single day. So on the off days, I'd have debridements every six hours where they'd go in and they would just scrape out the infection and the, and the bone. Oh, good that was yeah. Mm. So after three weeks of all that, we could not stop the infection. They had taken out so much material, bone, tissue, skin, everything. Um, at about the three week point um, that, you know, the doctor, he, he came in the, you know, in the hospital room and he sat down with me and he said, look, we've been at this for three weeks now. Um, from the surgeries and the debridements, we've, we've taken about 50 to 60% of your limb now. So even if we catch the infection, even if we, you know, by some stroke of God, we're able to, to catch the infection, um, your knees at a point, your legs at a point where even if we saved it, you're going to have lifelong problems. You're going to be, it'll be a hindrance for you. You'll be dragging it behind wow. you. There's going to be tons of therapy needed. It's just not going to be a, a leg that's going to give you the life that you will want to have and, and, and you know, and, and to achieve all the things you want to achieve. So he said, wow. and that's in the chance that we can save it. Um, if not, the infection's still in your body and we're chasing it. So as weeks go on, we're going to take out more, more bone, more tissue, um, and the infection could spread higher, which will make you lose more of your limb. Um, and possibly my life. So he said, let's make a decision. So I went to bed that night, thought about it, woke up in the morning. I said, let's, um, I asked him one question. I said, doc, if we take my leg, am I just gonna, I mean, at that point I was 23 years old. I was, I was a extremely active person, played basketball, football, ran track. I mean, just did all kinds of, um, things that are active, but, um, I just said, am I going to be able to walk again on my own? Am I going to be able to walk and just live a normal life? And he goes, absolutely. You know, the prosthetic technology out there is amazing. I knew nothing about prosthetics at that time. I hadn't met <laughs> yeah. Andy yet at that time. So I just said, okay, doc, if, if you say that, you know, if you say so, let's do it. So that night I went into surgery, woke up in the morning and I was, uh, I was an above knee amputee, a right leg above knee amputee. Um, oh, wow. got released, uh, fever went down. I, I mean, so after the, the surgery fever went down, I mean, I was feeling phenomenal after they got rid of the problem because it was, I mean, I was Poisoned living, you. yeah, it was killing me. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think I had surgery that day. The next day I got released and I was sent home. Um, uh, and then, um, that's when I met this young man in my right. <laughs> I what we were young, which is we were young. which I is you, you were once upon a time. Was that, right? was that, ago? that was twenty four, twenty four years ago, twenty four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Half your life, right? Huh? Half, Half life. your life. I just passed. 
Well, yeah, because yeah. I think I was 14, 15 when I met you. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you wish. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that you say that because it was needing to hear someone tell you you would do fine. Because yeah. I bet there would have been a, more of a hiccup in your thinking had the doctor said, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. And imagine yeah. the difference in prosthetics from when you that happened to you to now. What I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. And they, uh, that, yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, because, uh, yeah. So planting seeds early on or is, is everything, uh, right? Because right. If, if I had a doctor who was a negative doctor and, and who maybe had only, only had, had done a few amputations and didn't really see this, you know, the actual success that's out there. If he had told me, if he had told me, I don't know, man, it's going to be hard. Uh, you might not walk again, or, you know, you may walk with a cane or crutches. I might've been like, Whoa, you know? Right. Right. So, and you know, those, like you said, those seeds planted, you know, you probably could have gotten past it knowing you, you would have been yeah. fine. But you would have had to get over a hurdle. A little... It was a hurdle that if someone ever naysays it, one, you can dig your heels in, but it also makes you feel like this may not happen. I'll try my best. Whereas if someone says, yeah, you can do this. I know you can. It's like out the gate, Let's right? Go. It's Absolutely. different. Absolutely. And, and it's amazing what words can do to prep you or to hinder you in moving yep. forward, right? Absolutely. So how, what was the process like for you to bounce back from that? Like to be that young and uh, no girlfriend at the time, I'm no wife, right? No wife, no kids, no, just a single guy, you know? Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that are like, you know, I'm single and here I am an amputee because I know that's relationships are really hard for some amputees. So I'm sure maybe as a young man that you were thinking things like that too. I had a ton of that. I had a ton of those thoughts, you know, it's like, I mean, one of the biggest ones was, you know, I mean, I was always a confident guy, but, you know, and never had a problem, um, you know, with women or being in relationships, things like that, but losing your leg, I completely, I mean, for a while there, I lost a lot of confidence in myself and, and, and I was kind of very, very doubtful. And I wondered if a woman, I mean, honestly, the questions I had was, I wondered if a woman would ever even want you want me, you know? Right. Um, right. As a lesser, you know, man. Right. Not a complete person. Right. Not a complete well, person. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our society like values physical appearance. Right. It's right. unfortunate, but it's true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so for years you I hit met it. Randy with what? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Good. Yeah. No. So you met Randy right away. Was he your first and only prosthetist? He, um, he was my, he was, um, one of my first prosthetists. I had another prosthetist at, at the very beginning. Um, but, but it was very brief and, um, he was kind of on his way out. He was retiring and, and different personality, different personality too. We really didn't didn't click. And, and it was just because I think he was more just checking out a little bit. Yeah. And, 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 uh, but yeah, it just, it wasn't a good fit. And one day he wasn't available and, and, um, I needed some adjustments and he wasn't available. And they had said, well, there's a uh, Randy West. He has an opening today. If you want to meet with him, if you want to talk with him. And I was like, sure, absolutely, man. Let's, um, let me meet him. And 
He came in the room and, and it was like, it was That's like, a God moment. It was like, um, finally, finally, you know? So, okay. So Randy, I'm going to have you talk to that. When he, that young buck walked into your office that day, <laughs> yeah. what did you notice in him that you knew he would, he would be really good and succeed? What did you notice in his personality, the way he, what was it about him? Well, I know his attitude was awesome. And yeah. his determination, yeah. like, was determination, you tell me what I got to do and I'll do it. You know, I was excited. Okay. I was, I'm always, I always get excited for patients that have a positive attitude and um, mm. tell me what I have to do kind of thing. I get excited because where they're at and where they're going to go is going to be a fun time because they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get, go farther than what they thought they were going to go with this um, yeah. missing a leg. I mean, it's, um, you have a poor attitude and a poor me attitude. It's going to be a bit more of a struggle, you know, and it's easy for me to say, cause I have my legs, but doing thousands of legs over my career, you can tell before, even if, before I even started in the fitting process, I can tell how somebody is going to do. Yeah. You can tell yeah. their attitude. And sometimes patients just have to fight through the negative and say, you know what, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to follow his lead or her lead. And I'm going to do this. And I'll tell you what, mm. it, it will work out for you. You know, um, I was going to, yeah. well, that I wanted to piggyback off of something that David had said um, that I think is yeah. important for new amputees on trying to save a limb and the things that go into trying to save their limb uh, after a, a traumatic accident. And is it really worth it? to save the limb. Um, and I'm saying this based off somebody that's in the field of prosthetics and David right. concurs with me. Um, I had a patient new on in this field that uh, a doc says, Hey, can you come talk to this guy? He was just in a motorcycle accident. We, he still has his leg, but he's going to need maybe an amputation. I just want him to make the decision. So I went in there, um, trying to be nice about amputation. And he kind of stopped me and says, you know, Randy, let me ask you this if am I what I don't want to be is a guy gimping along with my limb with a brace and in pain and see an amputee run past me yeah. with the prosthesis yeah and I said I told him I said that's pretty much the answer because yeah. they were going to do multiple surgeries um he was going to have a deficiency in the leg that they would have saved probably wearing a brace in pain multiple surgeries after that uh, the other horrible thing is the antibiotics that are going to damage his kidneys and liver. And so he made that decision and, you know, eight weeks later, he's up walking Yeah, yeah. and we're moving forward. So I just wanted to put that in there as a, if anybody's out there is there's a lot of people are struggling with. That. Yeah. You know, and right I get now, it. Cause the fact of like saving a leg's gotta be better than amputation. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get it. It all comes down to quality of life. Life's going to be right. like. But I get it right. to where, no, 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 no. I want to save. That's my foot. Right. right. Even if I got to wear even a brace. Even if it's fused. And I don't I care. care. Yeah. But I'll tell you, yeah. with, with prosthetics and the different fitting processes there are, I, and it's a, a and whole a, lot better. You and know? A, yeah. And, a, and a, a skilled practitioner. Yeah. It does help yeah. to have somebody that's got some. Right. Some. Yeah. No, I can. I, I totally agree. I've got, there's three ladies that literally in the last three weeks, one a week had an amputation, but based on years of issues with the leg that yeah. have reached out to me recently. They're and just, they're done. 
And ironically, listening to all three of them post, they're all on a different journey. One's rocking it. One's got a lot of pain and trying to figure it out. And the other one's kind of gone a little silent and just probably trying to figure things out on her own kind of a thing. Um, It's amazing how different every, and that's why when people say like, well, you know, I'm thinking about this. Will I, will I get rid of my pain? Well, yeah, you're going to get rid of one pain, but you're probably going to get, you're going to have something else. You're not going to just be normal. And so when people think that, you know, a fused ankle or whatever is hard, that amputee is going to be easier. It's, it's not easier. It's different. Just a tool. It's different. It is. It is. So David, what did you do to help yourself, um, jut yourself into um, a more positive position, success, moving about, getting active again. What were some of the things? Did you have any tools that you used or support systems in place? What did you do? Well, then I had family. I had uh, I had my family who was there supporting me, my mom uh, and my brother. And I have family that come that that uh, came in town from New York to spend some time with me early on. So I had a I had a good support group. Um, but um, it like the I, I think the biggest too. I think the bit like like the biggest piece was was making sure that I had the right practitioner. You know, it was so important um, because when I had issues, I was able to get in right away. You know, yeah. you know, it wasn't like I had to wait for a week or two weeks for an appointment to get in. I was able to get those things taken care of right away. Also, you know, the, 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 um, skills of the practitioner too, like Randy was able to get me in a good socket, a comfortable socket, and always make sure that I was, I was okay you know, that I was comfortable right. and he listened. And he, when I right. said, Hey man, this is what's going on. It wasn't, well, no, it, or he wasn't, um, um, you know, you know, he didn't discount any of my issues or concerns. He, he listened. Right. And, okay. Let's fix this. So let's, let's make this work. So I was fortunate to have that piece in place. So that made everything, you know, uh, a whole lot easier. But on top of that, I also had, you know, my own insecurities that I dealt with. The first few years were hard because I was still trying to become, um, I just wanted to be normal. I didn't want, I didn't want my, my prosthetic um, to define me. The fact that I was an amputee, right. I didn't want um, people to, to um, um, feel bad for me, you know, to, mm. to, um, you know, just, I didn't want to feel different. I wanted to be normal just like everybody else and how I was before. So it took a lot of work on my end, as far as, uh, exercising, working out, trying to do things. I mean, I spent so much time working on my gate. I mean, I mean, it was ridiculous. I had a long hallway in my house, fortunately. And I put, I went to target and I bought two mirrors and put one at the end of the hall. And I would spend hours mm-hmm. And just dialing yeah. in the gate, making sure so that when I put pants on or or whatever, it just wasn't going to be an issue. It wasn't going to be something right. that, that was going to target me out or make me, oh, is he a, you know, so um, right. that was a big thing. Uh, but just just wanting to be normal and just wanting to get back to do the things that I did before, you know. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'd say that of everyone I've ever talked to in the last three years and ever since my amputation. And I would say that 
99.9% of the people said that they felt successful because their attitude was in check. Yes. They had the right expectations, but they never gave up. I mean, you guys have seen me in there. I mean, Randy, <laughs> I'll never forget being in there with a check socket. I couldn't get off. And if you remember me sweating bullets, literally what, 20, 25 minutes passed. You're like, you want a water? I'm like, I need a water. And I was like, tears. It's not that we have it all good all the time. The path is not smooth, but it's what you do with the bumps, right? It is. We have the mountains, we have the valleys. When you're in the valley, you can't wait to get to the mountaintop and it will come. But when you're on the mountaintop, enjoy it because eventually you're going to go back down again. It's just what it is. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean you're going to be unscathed. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me piggyback off that because I just brought up a great point. And I think you and I talked about that before. And it's something that we wanted to bring up was uh, Uh expectations. Expectations. I struggled a lot in the beginning because my expectation was I was like, I just put some on. I thought that I was going to um, uh, feel and walk and do everything the same way I did before. So I thought once I get my prosthetic and I work with Randy and I get my leg, I'm going to be perfect. And I wasn't. And I was. And so every day was was a disappointment. I was like, So I got to put this thing on and, it, and it, it's, it's pinching me here or, or it's yeah. not perfect and I'm not walking the way I want to walk or, and I was just yeah. constantly finding things. And so if my expectation was that I was going to be just like I was before, every day right. is going to be fail. I'm never going to be yeah. happy. So I had to readjust my expectations. Good point. Yeah. Once yeah. I did that, I, I probably, like once I did that, my life completely changed. I said, I yeah. went from that to saying, okay, um, I'm going to, I'm now an amputee. I'm never going to get, my legs are not going to grow back. I'm now an amputee. Yeah. And yes, there's going to be days of discomfort. Yeah, there, there, there's going to be times it doesn't right. fit like it did yesterday, but I'm still vertical. I'm still back to work. I'm still doing this. I'm still super active. I'm still able to live my life and 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 do all mm-hmm. those things, and and still set goals and reach those goals. But but I but my expectations were just more in check. And and um, right. days got better. Things got better. And once I shifted that, and I stayed mm-hmm. positive, I just kept you know, and I was just optimistic about everything. Um, things got better and worse days were far and few in between. Right. And I think that takes maturity too. not, not our own, but emotional maturity for the situation. Yeah. Like, I think at the beginning, everybody's like, like, especially for people like me who had five years of surgeries, thank God. Now I can get back. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> back to no. normal. I always say there is no normal. You have a yeah. new normal and it, yeah. you have to accept it, embrace it. Once you own it, then you can move forward. But I think at the beginning, I think people have this, they either have nightmares about how bad it's going to be, or they dream big. And then they're disappointed because it's not like that right away. Exactly. But like you guys told me, and you were very, and, and if there's prostitutes out here listening and you don't tell your patients, the first couple of years are going to be crazy with all the limb change, Journey. then you're doing a disservice to your, your clients because yeah. 
I knew from the get-go that it was going to be at least two years of shrinking and trying to refit, shrinking and refit, shrinking, refit, that you never get comfortable enough to just move forward anymore. You're just, it's move forward a couple steps back, move forward a couple steps back. Now I'm like, oh my God, I've had this socket for so long. I'm so excited because now I can make those changes and I can start really seeing, I mean, this is me four years. Yeah, and I'm finally true. there and feeling four like now I'm growing. Seconds. Yeah. Huh? I said four oh, years, 40 14 seconds, seconds later. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, you need to have a, a prosthetist that's very honest with you about that mm-hmm. to manage yeah. those expectations, right? Absolutely. And it's funny because I don't know if you guys heard my podcast last week with Coach Dar. She's the mental coach for a lot of professional athletes. She was the son's mental ability coach. And and some of the things she talks about is positive affirmation. And one that I really liked was your why power and, and having a purpose. Like if you're stuck with this right here, you only look at right here, right now. And that can be dangerous if you don't at least set some goals ahead of you to work towards. I mean, and that's how, I mean, I have to work. I have to work ahead of, like, I, I want to know where I'm going. So I start making those baby steps towards a goal, having a purpose. Otherwise you're going to sit on the couch and have pity party after pity party. And yeah, right. that's not going to do anything good for your mental health. No, not at all. Not at all. No. Yeah. Attitude. So what attitude, I think I, I can't even imagine that there is much else. That's the most encompassing thread right with any of the people that have come into your office can do attitude willing to put in the work hard workers they understand what they're up against but they're not shying away from it yeah yes we've been doing this long enough randy way more than me but working together and and just in the in in the in the short time in the eight years i've been doing this with him um Mm -hmm. we can tell when a patient comes in the office pretty much right away yeah how good they're gonna do yeah because, yeah, uh, and it's all based on what we see, the attitude and the energy coming off that person. That's how we can tell. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, and it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's almost a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. 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 I, I, I can tell that. Yeah. I can see it. Cause I've seen some of the people come into your office too. And I, yeah. I can even point out what, yeah. what's going right. What's going wrong. And when people write me just some of their tones and in the, in their direct messages, I'm like, yeah. well, this is why you're, and and I can't say anything, but I'm like, well, this is why it's not working for you right now. Exactly. Change the thinking, change the thinking. Yeah. So, all right. So for everybody listening, um, I'm excited. I want to shift gears now, big time shift. Okay. Yeah. These guys have poured into me and, and I think I got, I got, I think I got really lucky, lucky with my entire medical group around me from surgeon to prosthetist to PT. I mean, from the get-go, I have been very blessed with that. And when you have that support, then anything is possible because you guys always supported me. You always said, I can. It, it, you know, take your time. This is just a moment. This is a hiccup, but you're going to get there. And, and you've given me the tools. Like when I said, I want to serve Randy, I showed you blueprints. You jumped on it. You made it for me. And that was the best gift you've ever given me because I was able to do something I never had done before. And I did it and it changed like it blew open the ceiling of what I didn't think I could do, but I could do because I never even tried it as a two legger. (laughs) Right. But these guys now are shifting their love. I mean, talk about loving what you do. 
these guys have now created a nonprofit and are giving back to the community in such a big way. And I know that this is led by God. It is a faith-based, really a faith-based love. Can you guys tell me a little bit about your nonprofit and what it's called and what you're doing and what needs you have? You want to take this? Go ahead. Back a little bit? Good. I'll, I'll, I'll chime in. Okay. On the feeds. Yeah. So <laughs> it all started. Okay. So our nonprofit is, is called limbs for humanity. Um, and it's, and it's all kind of um, unfolded with the logo and the name and the, and the corporation all in the last month or so, like a lot's happened in the last month, but this has been a developing thing over the last, would you say about a year, year and, and a half, half now? Year and doing half. This? So, yeah. So um, Randy was in communication with a um, with someone you met, I don't know, years ago, yeah. four or five years ago, who yeah. who poked you about doing some mission work yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. And you were just still so busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think you had the email. It was like a Facebook message. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you got to look to see. You yeah. Do, or no, I said, hey, yeah. you'd be interested in doing this. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. And then, yeah, but, email. Yeah. But this is four years or so after right, you got right, the message. Right, exactly. It's been, yeah. Because life timing. got in the way. Timing. Yeah, it's just right. But now um, we're at this point where, we're, we're, you know, the business is well, uh, just a little more established and we've got some time. So he goes, hey, man, you should poke them and see what's going on. See if they still need somebody. So I sent a message out and within hours, I got a reply back. Yes, we need help. We don't have anybody down here. Wow. This is like right after COVID too, I think mm-hmm. too. It was like 21. Yeah, it was... 21. So she replied back immediately and said, yes, please. We need help. I think within um, two or three months, we were already making our first trip down to Rocky Point, Mexico, working with this mission. Um, They're called Rocky Point Medical Clinic. Um, Wait, can I stop you there? Is it ironic, the circle of bringing you back to Rocky Point? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had, I had to make that note. I was, I oh, didn't make that great. I know. talked about it, but wow. I know, I know. It's completely full circle. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. So, so we um went down there that, that our first mission. Thought it was just going to be something that we're going to do once and maybe do it again next year and whenever we have the time because it is an obligation. I mean, it's you know we work hard. We have a business here that we're doing, and then having to. Right. You know, you know, to leave the country and our families and our families. Yeah, that's what yeah. the kids. I've got three yeah. young boys. Randy's got three kids. Um, so, um, so, so we did it, and it was it changed our lives. Changed our lives. I mean, the type of um, gratitude you receive, and just the need that we saw down there. I mean, doing it here in the states um, as a business is one thing. You know, we know we're doing good work for people, but um, in this country, people still have access, even if you don't have a job and, and, and you've, you know, you don't have insurance, you can still get access Medicaid. and still get a prosthesis. You can get Medicaid insurance and still get something. But out there, the people we met, they were going on some four five, six years and never even expected a prosthetic. So when we met these folks, they were just, I mean, the fact that they were getting a prosthesis, I mean, we're, I mean, it was the, the tears were flowing. Yeah. Um, uh, being prayed, like prayed on and it, it, it was just, yeah, it was awesome. 
right? Yeah. I mean, can't, that's, that's heart. That's heart work. Yeah, yeah that's can't. different than a job. That's heart work, it, right? It really, it really yeah. is, and it filled us. I mean, they, like they were getting so much, but I felt like I got more than they yeah. did, right? Yeah, like it yeah. was like. So yeah. we were done, and we we're just like, okay. Matt, first of all, the need's so great. And we only saw, I think, first trip, maybe 12 people. And we were like, man, um, they need a lot more help. Yeah, it's bigger than us. And this is way bigger than us. And we don't have the, the just us. We couldn't do it on our own. No. And, um, and, and it went from, okay, is this going to be a once a year trip? And it was like, dude, we have to come back. Yeah, they're, it's and, like you can't leave. And we can't leave. Yeah. And them knowing that we were there within, I mean, so we were going once a month. I mean, it was a commitment at that point where we said, okay, we'll come back next month and we'll come back the month after that. And then what started happening is we're getting phone calls from the clinic and they're like, Hey, um, we've got a list. And now we've got people in buses being shipped from neighboring towns and cities that all want to come in and see you guys. Like, hundreds of amputees <laughs> and we're like oh wow yeah. is- so we're still just scratching the that's surface. absolutely crazy yeah yeah and, and so yeah i mean that's kind of how it how it started so we said um we need to do something we need to get more resources because the amount of need that's out there um we don't have enough prosthetics to even, to even help you know like the feet and the knees you need for so, this right so that was one thing we wanted to put a blast on social media for the people that are already amputees. If they have an, a, a prosthesis in their closet, that was an old one. And we'd love to have any parts, pieces, uh, yeah. whatever we could use to salvage off of the old leg to, to repurpose. Um, because we just, we need components. Fast. Yeah. So anyone listening, oh, if, for if, sure. if, if you're an amputee and you have a prosthesis, that's old. If you have old stuff, it's in the closet, which happens all the time. As you know, Angie, we, we, we get well, yeah. as years go on. So, Maybe they could reach out to you Angie, yeah. and get them to you. And For sure. Somehow we'll figure or, it out. Or you, yeah. yeah right. I, I can be a hub. So anybody listening has any extra parts or anything like that, Thank we can you. donate. That's, that's what they're basing everything on. I mean, this is a donation nonprofit doing the best they can with what they have and they are in need of parts. Yeah. So, I mean, that's crazy. Cause you guys now go once a month, once a month right now. Yeah. One weekend a month. And, and we all know how fast time goes. So that probably feels like you're just always there. It, it yeah. kind of does. Right? Yeah, it does. It's. And it's are you seeing out. repeat people like you, how you see me to tweak things? Do you see them come back in for needing yeah, a, a change not or. Yeah, not as much though. Like it's uh, they're yeah. gone. They figure it out. They're resilient. It's, yeah. uh, it's completely different. Well, exactly. I was gonna say they probably are a little bit more hard nosed on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Good. I don't want anybody touching it. Don't take it. I just might have got Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny because sometimes we we will take it to go. Just well, to take. Let it. me see your leg. I'm gonna go in the back and do an adjustment. Like, no, 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 it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's coming back. It's coming back. Well, you know, yeah. and, and really when you think about it, being an amputee and, and taking for granted that our insurance will cover it and it's there, we can get the parts somehow, some way to someone who has never even been able to dream for that. 
that you have now given that to them. I can't imagine the gratitude and how that must fill your buckets because you're doing something for them that was never even dreamed about because just that wasn't even a possibility in their life. And you're bringing, uh, nothing's going to stop them now. And you've talked about stories of people that have walked miles and miles and miles and and now they can get back to work for their family and things like that. That's just incredible. So it's, it's good stuff you guys are doing. It's not surprising to me. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. And so for us, it's like, it's hard. I mean, it's hard work, but how can we not do it? You know, like how can you not go back? How can you not figure out a way to create an organization um, that we can, receive donations, uh, parts, right. even cash donations, so and we can grow right. this this thing into a point where we can, bring we can get additional practitioners to come in and help fill that need so we can do more. Yeah, so it's not just Oh, us. for sure. Yeah. Right, no, and I, I think that's amazing. I am so proud of you guys, and you know, I hate to share you, but you guys are doing the right thing the right way, and uh, oh, I, I love it, and it's about darn time i got you guys back on here Whew. i know i know i know we're excited yeah, we're excited um, yeah. so just to wrap things up and everything we you know talking about bouncing back the attitude is everything and and you never really talked about david how all of a sudden because you weren't on a path to become in the prosthetic right. world you weren't you weren't doing that you were hands-on right you were doing something mechanical no i was actually is that right david I, no, I started out, I was a sales tax auditor. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was, a, yeah, I was a sales tax auditor. I have an accounting background. So I was doing that. And then, um, and then I got tired of doing, I, I got tired of being the bad guy. And then I had some businesses along the way. I had a hauling company and then I had a, a marketing agency with another partner and a friend of mine mm-hmm. for years. And then just was getting burnt out and just, just hadn't really found my thing you know i was doing a lot of dancing around just, just trying to find my purpose and right. then um, and but randy and i over the 24 years even though he was my practitioner he was always a friend and he was always close by and we'd always communicate and when i was looking for something else randy was like man you know um um you should come over here, man. <laughs> you should, uh, you know, you've always been in prosthetics. You have a great attitude. You're good with your hands. And, and, and uh, he was We're just, always tinkering with yours. Yeah, exactly. And he was already at a point where, where uh, him and, and another partner of ours were leaving a big company and mm-hmm. they were going to start their own business. And, and so it was perfect timing. And Randy's like, Hey man, we're doing this you want to make a change. So let's figure this out. So I, um, yeah, so I came on board with them at, and in, in, in on the early stages and, and, yeah. um, yeah, it was a, a great thing. I think your story is a great visual for people to hear on how you need to be open to what life hands you. Hmm. You would never as 23 year old David thought you were going to lose your leg probably never dreamed of the prosthetic world and becoming, you know, a part of that, helping people. And then to see you back circle back around to the same place that you lost your leg to help those that are in such dire need. I mean, I mean, that's one of those moments where you're like, 
that's 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 a pre-plan. And in my mind, I'm always I'm a believer in a pre-plan. God had things planned out for me. I know, and I'm embracing it. When you embrace it, then you can really soar with the the life the journey you're taking. That's right. right. You guys are totally soaring now and, and you're not letting other things hold you back. And yet, you know, like, you know, you got to balance family with all this and your own practice with all this. But you're 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 taking that lead being shoved into a direction that is actually so beneficial for more than just one person. But you're helping so Absolutely. many and in, along the way, healthy for yourself. Right. Like it's it, there's a healing power to helping others. Absolutely. You know, and, and, know. and not just always looking for the easy handout or the easy way, because you know what, that's just not life. Real, the reality is, you know, we all have to deal with our own little setbacks and everything, but bravo to you guys. I'm so proud of everything you guys have accomplished. And I am grateful for your friendship and all that you have done for me and getting me moving so that I can do things like this. And hopefully, like I say, if I can help one person a day or a week, I am feeling good. So hopefully someone on here listening got the message. Their attitude's going to start um, improving and they're going to start soaring like you have. And yeah. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you guys take care. Thanks for anyone being on. They can, anyone listening, if they can follow us um, on, on uh, Facebook or Instagram, it's at yes. the Limb Center. At the Limb Center, and and then uh, Randy West is at Limb Master. At Limb Master, yeah, and I'm at Gogo Banks on Instagram. So yeah, and I will and, post that in all the and Limbs for Humanity. Limbs for Humanity. Limbs for Humanity. All those are on. You can follow on Instagram, so you can kind of keep uh, tabs on what they're doing for their nonprofit and yeah. see the people they're helping and what's going on at the Limb Center. And I will definitely tag you guys on all that and, and uh, make sure that they can find you easily. One thank click you. away. Thank you. All right, you guys. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Appreciate Bye -bye. you. Thank you. All right. All right. Take Bye -bye. care. You too. I am so grateful for both David and Randy in my life and how they have helped me become the best version of an amputee me that I could be. They've always been there to help me through hard times. They've always listened to what my dreams and aspirations are, and they have fit me with the right kind of leg that will get me to where I want to be. And I really hope and pray that you listening have the same kind of medical team on your side. And if not, just know that they're out there for you and you just listen to your gut and you make sure you're in the right place so that you can get the type of treatment that you deserve. Remember, this is your life and this is where you need to um, be empowered to fight for what you need and want for a very rich and full life. So until next time, and I hope you've had a great couple weeks here with limb loss and limb awareness month and the different speakers. Next week, I jump into speaking with Mike Coots, who is a friend of mine um, on the island of Kauai, shark attack survivor, surfer, and shark advocate and photographer. And it is definitely an episode not to be missed. And that is how we will wind up limb loss, limb awareness month of April. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, David and Randy, again for your time and all the love that you have poured into me and becoming the best me that I can be. And as always, be healthy, be happy, be you. <laughs>